Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's go gardening. A beautiful day it is today to be out in the garden. And Peter Doddle joins us at the Irish Gardener. Uh, Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, John Paul. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And it is a beautiful day. And because of that, and because the weather's been good, everybody is in looking at the garden. I think we'll have some of the best gardens after this pandemic and the best looking houses as people look to attend to their gardens, Peter. So uh, let's move in with questions. I've had a lot of questions c- coming in today. And I'll start off with this one. It's to do with moss. And Catherine wants to know, would salt, vinegar or anything like that get rid of moss? Or are they just myths? No, not at all. Salt, salt will work on the, the principle of exosmosis. So it does. Salt will get rid of moss, but be very careful where you use it. Uh, salt on a hard surface like tarmac or concrete will work, but be very careful for, of two things. Number one, overuse of it is quite corrosive, the tarmac. It's the same salt as what you'd use for de-icing the rose, John Paul. Uh, but also the second thing to be careful of is where, that, the, where, the, 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 where the salt is going to run off to. In other words, when it dissolves and when it gets wet, where it runs off to. So if it's going to run off into a lawn or down into, into flower beds, be very, very careful because it's not going to be selective in what it, what it kills. It'll kill anything. Um, vinegar, not so much. Vinegar is a contact-acting, acetic, acetic acid. It's contact-acting. So it, it will kill the top of the moss. Uh, in other words, what it hits, what it comes in contact with, but it won't kill the root system, no. Okay, and regarding roses, a texter here wants to know, when can I start feeding my roses? I want to feed them now. Is tomato food good or what can I do? I'm living on my own, so I, I, I presume she means she can't be going out buying as much as she would have done. Yes, well, you, you can start feeding your roses right away because with these rising temperatures, they're very much uh, started to grow. There's, there's quite a lot of new growth on the roses already. And roses are, are, they're a hungry feeder, John Paul, more so than other plants. They need good feeding. Quite simply, the better you feed them, the more you feed them, the better they're going to do, the better, the more they're going to thrive, the more flowers they're going to give you, the healthier the growth will be. Um, tomato food is good to promote as a general kind of feed to promote flowers because it's quite rich in potassium and in phosphorus. So it's good to promote flowers, but really with roses, uh, like nine times out of 10, I'd say, no, don't use tomato food. You do need a specialist rose food. Gouldings do a particularly good one. Um, or there's another one, Nature Safe Seaweed Feed, which is a very, very good one uh, for roses, are the Goulding's Rose Food. But the reason I say nine times out of ten is because, of course, we're not in normal circumstances at the moment. You can't just nip out and go to your local garden centre. So if you don't have it, what do you do? So, yes, if you do have a good quality tomato food, again, Goulding's would probably be the best one out there. Um, use that to promote some flowers. But as soon as as soon as soon we're allowed out and about a bit more and as soon as garden centres will be open, whenever that will be in the next few weeks, hopefully, um, I would go and get either the nature safe uh, liquid seaweed feed 
are the Goulding's Rose food and because they're quite specific in their needs. But for now, if you have the tomato food, use it away. Okay, and also regarding yeah. uh, bulbs, this is to do with Peter. Actually, it's a hyacinth bulb. And this listener wants to know, when they're finishing flowering, what can I do with those particular bulbs? The listener from Bantier. Well, there's, there's two, two ways people grow hyacinths. One is uh, uh, what's called prepared or forced bulbs. And they're the ones that you'd grow for Christmas, John Paul. You'd see them indoors, strongly scented in pots and that. And then the other ones are not not prepared or not forced, and they're just growing naturally like any of the spring bulbs, like daffodils, uh, tulips, etc. And they'd be in flower or finishing finishing flowering now. And I'm, I'm presuming by the time of the year, that's what the listener is talking about, is that the, the spring flowering one's outdoor. Anyway, you can if they're growing in pots or in well-drained soil, you should be safe enough to leave them alone, a bit like your daffodils. But if, if, if you do need to, to get them out of that soil or if the soil is anyway wet and they mightn't come on next year, lift the bulbs as soon as the foliage dies off. So as soon as the flowers go, then the foliage, the leaves and that will start to wither and go brown and die back into the bulb. Now, it's important that you leave that happen because the the chlorophyll and nutrients in the leaf go back into the bulb, which is the food reserve for next year's flowers. So it's important that you let all that happen. And again, a shot of tomato food on the leaves as they're dying back into the bulb will do no harm. Um. Then lift, once that has happened, then lift them out of the ground, uh, wrap them in a bit of newspaper or straw, keep them cool and dry until the autumn, and then you'll plant them out again this autumn for flowering next spring. So if it's, as I say, if they're in pots and if you don't need to disturb them or it's a well-drained soil, you'll probably get away with doing nothing. If you do need to move them or if the soil is prone to getting wet, lift them, lift them when the foliage dies back. Okay, and Dolly's in Butterford. Now, she's bought a six-pack of strawberry plants. She wants to know how to look after them and should she put them in pots or can she plant them into the ground? Well, there's very little looking after with strawberries. Once you've got the plants, they kind of take care of themselves, provided you give them you give them sun and water. I mean, nature is amazing. The garden is amazing. It needs very little interference from us. But... Uh, you can grow them in either pots or the open ground. I'd kind of err towards pots, and you can actually get specific pots designed for strawberries, strawberry pots, which which will have kind of, depending on the size, can have as many as 5 to 15 different pockets. So it'll take, obviously, 5 to 15 strawberry plants. The reason I'd kind of go with pots is um, if you grow them in the ground, in the open ground, and I grew up on a on a strawberry farm, so I'm well used to the back-breaking work of picking them uh, from the open ground. But the other thing with the open ground is the fruits are also lying on the soil, which means obviously the number one, they're they're more susceptible to rotting, and number two, they're more susceptible to pest damage. Whereas if they're growing in pots up off the ground, the fruit then isn't lying on the soil, so it's not going to rot, uh, and, and it's not it's I'm not going to say it's not going to get attacked by pests. It will, but it's less susceptible when it's off the ground. Uh, what you can do, and it's a great great way to grow strawberries, if you've any old drain pipe or any old bit of waving pipe, and just just cut holes in it, uh, fill it with compost cut holes in it, plant your, your strawberry plants into the pipe and you can just ha- you can tie that bit of pipe to a fence or a wall or whatever and keep them up off the ground that way. Okay, and Geraldine is in Middleton now. She has got a bay leaf tree since last year. Now, the leaves have gone black on this particular tree, so what can she do for it now? When she says black, if it, like, okay, if it was brown or yellowing or anything like that, it would be very possibly just um, a, a lack of water, particularly if they're growing in pots. But when she says black, that's quite a specific problem that affects bay leaf, not just bay leaf. It affects a lot of plants. Hollies are susceptible as well, and camellias. And it's a thing called sooty mold. So if I, I know she's not there, but if I ask her the question, does it look like your bay leaf has been covered in soot? Uh, she's very possibly listening to the radio now and nodding her head saying yes. Well, in that case, what happens is, 
you, you get an aphid which overwinters in the bay leaf and as it's hatching its larvae, it leaves off this honeydew secretion, which is a stickiness which, which attaches itself to the leaf. And this black is a fungal spore. It's a fungal infection which uh, gets stuck to this honeydew and it ends up covering the, the whole plant with this black sooty appearance. Um, the, the cure for it, because it's a two-pronged problem, if you like, you have the aphid and you have the fungus. The cure, you need two things to do two things as well. So a good winter tree wash to get rid of the aphid will will help. Obviously, that will be during the winter. Uh, once you've done that, you've, you've got rid of the cause of the problem, but you'll still have black leaves. So you do need to use a fungicide to kill the fungus as well. So at this time of the year, I use something like copper sulfate mixed with water, which is a good organic broad spectrum fungicide, which should kill off the, the black sooty appearance. Uh, and then in the winter, use an organic winter tree wash to get rid of any aphids which might be overwintering in the plant. Okay, and we've about two minutes left, Peter. So some of these questions might be uh, uh, quick questions for you. First of all, you recommend it there regarding vinegar and moss. Uh, just recap there for a listener who wants to know what was said. I didn't really recommend vinegar or salt for moss, but the, 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 the question was, will they work? Salt, yes, it will work, but be very careful where, where the runoff of the salt and water will go to because it'll damage wherever it goes. Vinegar wouldn't be very effective for moss. No, it's just contact acting. Okay, and Jaron Bandon, when is the right time to cut the robin's hedging? Uh, what's, is it a good time to do it now or should I wait? No, it's illegal to cut your hedges now in the Wildlife Protection Act. So you can't cut any hedges now. And it's a good question at the right time of the year because with everybody out gardening, they might think they're doing the right thing, but be careful. There's a lot of birds nesting in hedges and shrubs at the moment. So be very careful pruning back at the moment. As I say, it's illegal to cut back your hedges now anyway. So the answer to the question, ideally you do it kind of before the end of February, just before the new growth starts. Failing that, which obviously we didn't do that this year, so September is your next time, and that's still a very a fine time to cut it back. So wait now till this September and cut it back then. Okay, and what's the best feed for red robin, says Noel? Again, the, the one I was talking about there earlier, the Nature Safe seaweed one, you can get liquid seaweed or the granular fe- seaweed, but the Nature Safe, it's a Galway product. It's made from seaweed from Galway, but it's a brilliant, brilliant plant food. It's totally organic, totally plant based, and it's an excellent general purpose G up for your plants. Nature safe liquid seaweed or the granular seaweed. And very finally, uh, George very wants fine. to know when is the right time to spray roses in about 30 seconds? Uh, depends what you're spraying them for. Again, the, the copper sulfate mixed with water, I would spray them with that now as a preventative for a lot of the fungal infections. And I want to just give a very quick shout out, JP, before you finish, to Helen McCarthy and Don Manway. She sent me in the most gorgeous, or her daughter rather, Elaine McGinnis, sent me in the most gorgeous photograph of her garden looking now. And I know she listens every Wednesday. So hello to Helen and Don Manway and the garden is a credit to you. Very good. Peter, thank you for that. A lot of questions we didn't get to. We'll hold them over for next week. Enjoy the remainder of your Wednesday. Peter Doddle at theirishgardener.com. We're back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.